Star Wars 7x7, episode 562. Today it's our weekly update on Rogue One and episode 8. Punch it, Chewie. Hey there, this is Tim McMahon, Helen's co-host from the Expanded Comic Verse podcast. But hey, you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, a daily Star Wars podcast, seven minutes a day, seven days a week. How awesome is that? Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and before we kick in to the whole Rogue One Episode 8 thing, I want to let you know, in case you missed the news, that the Oscar nominations were released, and The Force Awakens nabbed five of them for Best Sound Editing, Best Sound Mixing, Best Visual Effects, Best Film Editing, and Best Original Score. Not too shabby, not too shabby, and... As far as which one, I think, you know, if there was only one that they could win, of course, I would be wishing it for John Williams' best original score. But that's not to say I don't want to see the other ones win. I'd like to see all of them win. But I'd love to hear from you if you think that they deserve all five or if you think they were beaten out by other films. Then chime into the comments of the blog post for the show's episode at SW7X7.com. All right, we've got a bunch of Rogue One and Episode Eight updates for you. And like we did last time, this is what we're going to do. We're going to keep the first half of the podcast non-spoiler, and then we'll do our break and we'll do trivia. And after trivia, that's when we will do the spoiler-related stuff. So that way you can at least hear things that hint around the spoilers but don't actually reveal them. And then if you are the kind that just wants the whole Monty, then hang around after trivia and we'll give it to you. One thing right off the bat is that I think we have a significant piece of the action that'll happen in Rogue One already dangled in front of us and has had been dangled in front of us for the last 40 years. It's in the opening crawl of the original Star Wars, a.k.a. A New Hope. I won't read that crawl to you in case you want to stay spoiler-free in case you've forgotten. At least I won't read it until after trivia, but got to tell you that if you want to dig back into that crawl, you may find that we know a little bit about what is actually going to happen in Rogue One, aside from the fact that we know it's about the stealing of the plans for the Death Star. There have also been rumors this week about characters appearing in Rogue One, two characters from the original trilogy specifically. One of them is a new rumor in the sense that this character had not been talked about appearing in Rogue One before, but now is coming to the forefront. And the other rumor has to do with a character that's already been rumored to appear, but now there's new information coming to light that seems to make it much more possible that it's going to be a reality. And speaking of original trilogy stuff, TMZ, yeah, TMZ. I'm surprised that we hadn't heard from them yet in this whole foo but yeah, they finally come on board with something. They have supposedly pics that were snapped at Pinewood Studios that feature X-Wings in them, and we will link to those at the blog post for this show's episode. No people in there with it, but, you know, you might want to see an X-Wing from Rogue One. Why not? Doesn't seem like it would really spoil much of anything for you. And there's a neat article on MTV's website, and we've linked to some of their stories. Victoria McNally is the gal who wrote this, and she's done some pretty cool stuff over the last year or so in relation to the Star Wars franchise. But the interview is with Neil Scanlon, who's the creatures guy for The Force Awakens and for Rogue One, and he's talking about how different the situation is going to be with Rogue One in terms of the uh, the mixture of creatures they're going to be doing. Uh, He says, working with Gareth Edwards, the director on Rogue One, uh, he sees these aliens as being much more part of the human world. They cohabitate, they work together, and so it's pushed as very much to create characters that are more realistic. They move more realistically, they're able to emote more than maybe the characters that we did for The Force Awakens, so they're a closer part of the storytelling. They're less of the world and they're more of this group who have a mission and play a part in that, unquote. 
Now, I don't know if you've yet read Star Wars Battlefront Twilight Company. It came out in November of last year. But in that, on the Rebels' side, there were aliens that were working very closely with humans, too. So it seems like that could have a similar feel. All right, let's move on to Episode 8 talk, shall we? John Boyega was interviewed in Vogue magazine, and regarding Episode 8... Uh, They asked him, your co-star Daisy Ridley has already praised how good the script is, and his response was, it's great, much darker, but we're very excited, unquote. Ah, so this is kind of the thing that we were hoping for, I think, for Episode 8, similarly to how we got darker in Episode 5 for The Empire Strikes Back. Not that, personally, I'm a fan of Empire because it's quote-unquote darker. I actually have different reasons for liking it. Uh, but anyway, I think that's the way that the movie needs to go, and I'm really excited to hear them say that. That's the first comment that we've actually gotten about the vibe of the whole thing. And then there's another piece in that interview where they asked him about his scenes, and uh, in episode 7 at least, and whether he had to train extensively. And in episode 8, or at least in reference to that, Boyega says, My part in the next film will be much more physical, so I might be in the gym a bit more. All right, so you knew he had to come out of the coma, right? I mean, I knew he had to come out of the coma. I mean, you know, of course, we don't know because we don't know what's going to happen in episode 8. But it's ridiculous to think that they would have him be in a coma at the end of episode 7, only to have him die in episode 8. You know, right away without coming out of the coma. I mean, yeah, come on. So anyway, there you go. He's out of the coma. All right, sorry. (laughs) All right, so moving on from that. J.J. Abrams was asked about Ray's parentage, surprise, surprise, and says, I know quite a bit about her real identity, but of course he is not going to reveal anything. He says it is Ryan's story to continue now, Ryan Johnson, the director of Episode Eight. And he does say, my enthusiasm for episode eight is enormous. I'm very much excited for and very jealous of anyone, especially Ryan, who gets to work so closely with this extraordinary cast and crew. Truly an amazing group. In that regard, for sure, but I'm also relieved to have gotten a chance to do a Star Wars movie. And there are links, surprise, surprise, between Episode 8 and Episode 9 already. Colin Trevorrow was interviewed for Entertainment Tonight, and he said, A story must evolve or perish, and Ryan and I are working closely together to make sure our stories build off of each other and continue to evolve and take us to new places, and I think that's what the fans expect and what they want. Okay, yeah, and while we're at it, why not swing on to a bit of Episode 9 news? It's not too early, (laughs) right? Uh, Entertainment Tonight also asked him where he stands on Episode 9, and he said that he's done a lot of scribbling and has a lot of notes thinking about the story that he wants to tell. But they came back to the question of Ray's parentage, and he says, and this is a, a big quote for you here, We're going to make sure that that answer is deeply and profoundly satisfying. Rey is a character that is important in this universe, not just in context of The Force Awakens, but in the entire galaxy. She deserves it. We'll make sure that that answer is something that feels like it was something that happened a long time ago, far away, and we're just telling you what happened. And here's the other bit of news that he dropped about Episode 9. He says, What's interesting is I'm not creating a host of new characters. I have a lot of characters that people really love that we're going to make sure are all honored. No one's going to be left behind. And that's as far as I'm going to go with it before we get to the spoiler section after trivia because he does mention a couple of characters that, well, you know, once you hear their names, then you know, or at least you think you know, that they must have lived through Episode 8 because you hear their names being mentioned for Episode 9. So we'll save that for you until after trivia. Then the last bit of Episode 8 non-spoiler news we have is in regard to a new actress who is being attached to the movie or may be attached to the movie. It's 
rumor at this point. Her name is Belle Powley, B-E-L-P-O-W-L-E-Y, and she's in things like Diary of a Teenage Girl and Girl, <laughs> I guess uh, sends the theme there, and also played young Princess Margaret in A Royal Night Out, according to Club Jade, which was reporting on this story. So a uh, possible uh, new face that we could be seeing. I'm sure not the, uh, not the first and not the last, but that's going to do it. So we're going to take a break. We'll do trivia, and then we will get to all the spoilerific stuff. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com slash SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com slash SW7X7. All right, we're back with trivia for you. Listen, I've had a pretty messed up day. Last time we asked you what kind of cable was connected to the TIE Fighters in the Star Destroyer's hangar bay, and those were charging cables. Today's question, according to Finn, what don't Stormtrooper masks filter out? And now to the spoilery stuff. So going back to that interview with Entertainment Tonight and Colin Trevorrow, he talked about two particular people in relation to Episode Nine, and that was Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. He says he wants their presence to be even greater in his film, and he says that he can't wait to find new places that we can take those characters. And here's a quote. They are icons, but they're also people that have suffered tremendous loss and challenge over the course of all these films. Episode Nine is something that needs to honor the story that's been told over a period of 40 years. I don't want to ignore any of it, and I respect all of it. It's something I think the fan base is going to embrace, unquote. So, of course, because they are Force-sensitive folks, it is entirely possible that they could get killed, one or both of them, in Episode 8 and still appear as Force ghosts in Episode 9. I think it would be much more likely that to be a possibility for Luke because, I mean, we know that... Leia taps into the Force somehow because J.J. Abrams has said as much, even though she isn't a Jedi, but I would imagine that for somebody to, as Yoda put it, walk the path to immortality, I would imagine that it would be easier for Luke with all his Jedi training to do so, but eh, I could be wrong in that too. Anyway, uh, some confirmation for sure that Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher will be appearing in some fashion in Episode Nine, And as far as Rogue One goes, cycling back to that. So Making Star Wars has one of their great rumor reports, and man, oh man, do they dig into the stuff, that says that Darth Vader is basically confirmed at this point. You know, I don't want to use the word confirmed because people get in a snit over the word confirmed, but the Darth Vader dream team, according to how they put it in their story, has been assembled for Rogue One and that they've also learned that James Earl Jones is going to be recording Vader's lines for Rogue One. So they are pretty sure that Vader is going to be in it, not just in appearance, you know, just strutting around in the background or in a hologram or something like that, but that he's going to have lines and that James Earl Jones is going to be speaking them. And the last character rumor has to do with the leak of the short list of actors that are being considered for the young Han Solo movie. And the sources at Variety 
uh, were telling them that the reason why they are trying to narrow down this list of actors as soon as they are, which didn't necessarily seem that soon to me, I mean, considering how many people they're considering and whatnot, but the reason why is that there's a possibility that Han Solo will have a cameo appearance in The Force Awakens. This is now yet the fourth original trilogy character that we, um, excuse me, the fifth actually uh, that we've had suggested to us appearing in the in Rogue One, Darth Vader, of course, that we just talked about, and Boba Fett's been rumored to be making an appearance in it. Peter Cushing as Governor Tarkin has been rumored to be making an appearance in it. Now this Han Solo rumor, and finally, of course, there's the rumor, and I don't know if we ever reported about this, but people were comparing Diego Luna, who's one of the actors in Rogue One and in that cast photo that we saw, uh, somebody suggested that his appearance looked very similar to Biggs Darklighter's appearance in Episode 4, a.k.a. A New Hope. So yeah, I guess technically it's a fifth character rumor after all. And as far as the opening crawl of A New Hope goes, let me refresh you. This is it. It is a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. During the battle, rebel spies managed to steal secret plans to the Empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Star, an armored space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet. Pursued by the Empire's sinister agents, Princess Leia races home aboard her starship, custodian of the stolen plans that can save her people and restore freedom to the galaxy. Ah, don't you get chills just hearing it again? Uh, I don't think there's been any suggestion that Princess Leia is going to be appearing in this as far as I've known or ever seen. And I don't think she's a rebel spy, particularly. She seems like she is pretty much front and center and is a known quantity in the Star Wars universe prior to you know, the opening of A New Hope. And now it seems that she's going to be appearing in Star Wars Rebels, too. So more argument for that. But the whole bit about rebel spaceships striking from a secret base, a base winning their first war against the Empire, and during that battle is when the plans are stolen. So I think... That's something that we are going to have to see then in the new movie, that battle. It's not just an Ocean's Eleven style thing, but there's an actual battle that ensues around the whole thing. And that is going to do it for the spoiler side. So thanks so much for listening and hope you have a wonderful day wherever you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you go visit the Clone Factory, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you like what you've been hearing, support the podcast at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not just a simple man trying to make his way in the universe, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view. An endless field of wildflowers. Or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.